Welcome to season one of the Cafe Nervosa podcast. I'm Taryn. And I'm Lauren. We're two ladies who have a deep and abiding appreciation for the 1990s NBC sitcom Frasier. In this podcast, we're going through the show season by season, and we're talking about specific topics as we go. You can find all season one episodes in the feed right now. Along the way, we'll share some of our favorite moments, great jokes, guest stars we love, character moments that last, and other Frasier-related fun. In this episode, we're talking about how sexuality is portrayed on the show. And for season one, that means Martin and Roz being open about sex, Niles being sexually frustrated, and the enigma that is Maris Crane. So pour yourself a flute of champagne and hop from bed to bed at your ski lodge as we talk about season one of Frasier. Lauren, get us started. In season one, we have the first of many instances where Fraser is trying to have sex with a very attractive woman, but his morality and ethics get in the way of this. So in episode 14, Can't Buy Me Love, Fraser is purchased at a bachelor auction by a woman named Christina, who is a model. Fraser mistakenly believes that she is a bad mother, and here is that scene. Thank you for helping me out. Now, uh, roll out that trolley. I'm starved. You know, Christina, I, uh, I don't think so. I think you want to go home, spend the evening with your daughter. But I thought we had a date. Well, you know, when we first uh, met, I was, well, attracted by your remarkable beauty. But now that I know a bit more about you, well, suddenly you don't look so good, sister. <laughs> A daughter is a privilege, not an inconvenience. You don't leave her standing on some street corner while you're inside getting tattooed. Or, or, or keep her in some ageless never-never land where everyone is nine forever and ever. Renata told you I did that. Yes, she also told me about the morning weigh-ins and the time you left her with the coat check girl at the Palladium so you could go dancing. I mean, what kind of an excuse for a mother are you anyway? Well, did it ever occur to you that she might be lying? Because this is the first night I've been out in over a year. God knows John and Marianne never take her. Who are they? Her father and his new wife. Oh, who are Tony and White Snake? Our two dogs. <laughs> do you know what I do most nights? I stay home, and I help her with her homework or French lessons. Oh, except last Saturday when I took her and her 12 friends to an ice skating party. I don't suppose there's any chance that during that party you, you got your shoulder tattooed. Do you see anything there? Hmm? <laughs> no. But then my eyes are tearing up. <laughs> so 
So this will not be the only time that Fraser idealizes a model or that one is presented as a prize that he doesn't win, which is not something I love. But I do like to see Fraser not get what he wants because I think the character works best when he's losing. It's not unusual for an intellectual character like Fraser to want to win the affection of a beautiful woman, and this is an example of just that. See also Salman Rushdie and Padma Lakshmi. See that and many, many, many others. <laughs> yeah, there are tons. Taryn, you wanted to talk about Martin. Don't I always? Yes, you always do. That or Lilith, really. <laughs> this could be the Martin and Lilith hour. She'd be perfectly happy. <laughs> I really would. I wanted to talk about episode 13, Guess Who's Coming to Breakfast? And this is where Frasier talks about Martin's dating life on his show, much to Martin's dismay. On his radio show? Yes. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it's very frankly discussed that Martin had sex the previous night. And in the episode, it flusters Frasier when he finds out. And Martin is fairly composed about the whole situation until Frasier announces it on his radio show. And if you'll remind us, how old is Martin supposed to be in the series? In his early to mid-60s. Okay, so fairly... so that's fairly unusual. Yes, and Frasier's reaction to the situation is the joke, not Martin's sex life. And later on Frasier's radio show, he admits he was caught off guard, and he gives this thoughtful speech about it. We have Marianne on line four. She's concerned about her daughter. Hello, Marianne. I'm listening. Kids, you can't live with them. You can't shove them back in the womb. (laughs) Well, as we try to forget the image that summons up. (laughs) How can I help you, Marianne? Well, two days ago, Judy, my 22-year-old, arrived home for a visit with her boyfriend. I insisted that they sleep in separate bedrooms. She got furious with me, and she'd been giving me dirty looks all week. Am I completely out of line here? Not at all. I I think that uh, in your own house, you make up the rules. Thank you. But are we sure there isn't something else going on here? Perhaps you are having a problem thinking of your daughter as an adult. You see, we all have a tendency to freeze people in roles with which we are most comfortable. Uh, Especially when it comes to that old bugaboo, sex. But, you know, let me use myself as an example. Uh, as many of you know, my 63-year-old father recently moved in with me, and just this morning over coffee, I discovered that he had spent the night in his room with a delightful creature named Elaine. Well, the entire episode completely unnerved me. Why? Because I had never thought of my father as a man with normal sexual urges. <laughs> to me, he was always just plain old dad. And, uh, Well, that's absurd. I mean, my father is a witty, virile, charming man, uh, possessed with the hereditary crane good looks. (laughs) I suppose what I'm driving at is that sexuality is um, a healthy part of adulthood at any age. I think it's time that we embraced that, don't you, Marianne? Sorry, Dr. Crane, I've got to go. I'm hearing noises from the guest room. (laughs) Well, as Marianne rushes to the guest room with a bucket of ice water, we will pause for these messages. So older people getting it on is not altogether shocking in the 90s. See Golden Girls for another example. But this show is about a 40-something, not a group of senior ladies. So including a storyline of a senior having sex is quite progressive. I totally agree. And re the Golden Girls, 
they did talk about sex and it was about senior aged women but it was played i think my memory is that it was played more for laughs than it is here here it's taken as a normal part of life whereas there it was kind of salacious uh so it's to the show frazier's credit that they do take this kind of progressive stance at the other end of the spectrum i would like to talk about maris let's do it So the relationship between Niles and Maris is almost always played for laughs. And one of the most common punchlines about Maris is that she is cold towards Niles. Uh, This is cold in the sexually frigid sense. Here's a clip of Fraser describing Maris from the pilot. You certainly can't take care of him. You're just getting your new life together. Absolutely. Well, besides, we were never simpatico. Of course, I can't take care of him. Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Why? (laughs) Because Dad doesn't get along with Maris. Who does? (laughs) I thought you liked my Maris. I do. I I like her from a distance. You know, the way you like the sun. Maris is like the sun. Except without the warmth. (laughs) So you see right from the beginning of the show, Maris is set up in this way that she is a cold person. Here they're not talking about her in context of sex, but that will happen. The Maris-Niles relationship is also, it's not a reason Niles goes after Daphne, but it's also not not a reason for that. In a way, it makes his lusting after Daphne almost acceptable within the context of the show and men being terrible because he's not getting sexual fulfillment at home. Yes. I believe there is a mention in the first season about them pushing their beds together. I believe the maid does it. Of course she does. There are times when Niles tries to overcome this marital coldness, like in episode 17, A Midwinter Night's Dream. And so Niles tries to rekindle his romance with Maris, and he ends up spending the evening with Daphne. But what I find fascinating about this is when Niles is kicked out of his home for dressing up like a pirate in the hopes of of spicing up his romantic life, he then goes to Fraser's apartment. And here, Niles, Fraser, and Martin have a very open conversation about sexual role play. We have a clip of that conversation. No, Dad, wait, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for the way I'm dressed. All right, just keep in mind that I reserve the right to say stop at any time. Well, my plan was to leave a treasure map downstairs for Maris with clues that would lead her to my whereabouts. Then I'd hide in the linen closet and wait for her to find me. Dressed like that? Actually, no, at the time I was wearing only my eye patch. (laughs) Although, technically, is it still an eye patch if you're wearing it on your... Stop! There I was, ooh, lying in wait with my little plastic knife clenched between my teeth when suddenly the closet door was flung open and I found myself face to face with the upstairs maid. (laughs) She began screaming what I gather were some very unflattering things in idiomatic Guatemalan. (laughs) When Maris stumbled upon the scene and completely misconstrued it. Next thing I knew, she ordered me out of the house. I barely had time to grab my pantaloons and buckle my swash. Dad, Dad, it's not funny. Why'd you come up with such a stupid idea? Frazier, 
All I suggested was some sexual role-playing. You're the one that came up with Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh. I've really bungled it this time, haven't I? Oh, come on. These things happen. Well, why don't you stay here tonight with us, and then tomorrow morning you and Maris can sort things out. What if we don't? What'll I do then? Well, I suppose they could always use an extra busboy at the Jolly Roger. <laughs> I'll never be able to face the maid again. I don't think it's your face she'll remember. <laughs> oh, come on, Niles. Everybody has an embarrassing story to tell. Did I ever tell you about the time I got locked outside in the backyard in my underwear? Only every Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, don't worry, I won't be telling that story this year. I didn't realize before we did this podcast how much the maid was involved in their sex life. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> so in this conversation, Fraser only cuts Niles off when he starts getting a little too graphic about where the eye patch is. But otherwise, no one is disgusted or trying to get away from the conversation, Martin included. It's kind of awesome. It's just three guys sitting around talking about role-playing. And a little bonus, it doesn't objectify women at all. Absolutely. And it is it is progressive that they have that conversation with their dad in 1993 on network TV. In a full pirate outfit. Like, he, that's yeah. what he's wearing. <laughs> and I think it's telling in that clip how Martin has told a sex-based story. It's like part of their family lore because he's told this sex involved story every Thanksgiving. So it shows that he is an open person about sexuality with his sons and has been for a really long time. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Before we leave any episode that talks about sexuality, we have to talk about the Ross of it all. We have a whole episode on Roz, um, and if you're a Roz head like we are, you'll want to go listen to that episode next. Uh, but this is a woman who has sex, talks about it, enjoys it, and does not care what you, I, or anyone else thinks of that. Here is a clip of Roz discussing her sex life with a person on the phone, and her boss happens to be in the room. No big deal. Hold on a sec, I have to ask you something. Gary, I broke up with him three weeks ago. The sex was okay, but he was kind of limited. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't that Gary was bad in bed. I mean, he knew where all the parts were. Unfortunately, most of them were his. <laughs> yes, totally passionless. It was like he was thinking of someone else. I know I was. <laughs> Somebody's here. I gotta go. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye, Mom. That was your mother? Yeah, why? You talk to your mother like that? Well, we're both adults. We talk about everything. Well, isn't that healthy? What, you don't talk to your dad like that? Oh, hardly. We hardly speak at all. Roz is great. Roz is great. Another way she's great is that she is not sexually threatened by anyone else, women included, and we have a great clip of that. But actually, Ross, there, uh, there's some advice I need. About what? A subject in which you're quite well-versed, sex. How can I help you? What do you do when, when the romance goes out of a relationship? I get dressed and go home. All right, let's assume for a moment that you are capable of a long-term relationship. What would you do to keep things cooking? Well, once I had a boyfriend take me out to a bar and we pretended we were strangers picking each other up. Mm. Actually, that was kind of hot. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> so you used uh, like fantasy role playing? Yeah, you know? yeah. As a matter of fact, we had so much fun, we we tried it again. Only the next time he got so into it, he went home with another woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh hell, she was gorgeous. One more drink, and I'd have gone home with her. <laughs> I love this clip because she is so self-assured. She doesn't take it personally. She knows that sex doesn't have to have a lot of baggage around it. It can just be what it is. And if it ha- well, if it has to be with someone else, then that's the roll of the dice. For sure. And the having Roz make a joke about, it's not even a joke, having Roz state that she might have gone home with a woman is crazy progressive for a 1990s sitcom and while the audience laughs Roz it's not a joke to Roz she's not saying it to get a laugh yeah Frasier doesn't laugh at it mm-hmm. that's pretty cool mm-hmm. Our next segment is 1990s Nonsense, where we discuss the aspects of the show that have not aged as well as others. Reminder, it's been 25 years since the show premiered, and a lot has changed. Taryn, what nonsense do you bring? I am talking about episode 20, entitled 40-something, and Niles and Fraser have a reaction to the thought of an, an older man they know named Stanley Barrister having sex. They both sort of shudder at the idea. And this is in an episode where Frasier is thinking about dating a younger woman. And somehow that is more acceptable than an older man doing the same thing. It's not great. Not great. Lauren, what do you have for us? Frasier is a particularly bad offender when it comes to using homosexuality as a punchline. Uh, One example of this is also in that episode 40-something where Frasier has been actively flirting with a woman half his age. She comes to the station and meets Bulldog, who is acting like Bulldog, which means macho and aggressive. Um, And she asks if, because of that, because of seeing that, if Bulldog is gay. Uh, And this is played to a huge laugh. Another example is where Frasier and Niles are at Nervosa and see an attractive man. Niles says wow when he sees this person and then asks Fraser what kind of man it makes him. Fraser jokes that it means he's a gay man, and again, that's played for huge laughs. Coming from the mouths of these liberal progressives, it's insidious. Oh, and another bit of nonsense. Lesbians basically don't exist in the Fraser universe in season one, apart from that one clip of Roz that I played. <laughs> that's a bummer. Big time. Turning back to things we love about the show, it's time where we recommend an episode for you from the first season. Lauren, what's your pick? I will recommend episode 14, Can't Buy Me Love. This is the Bachelor Auction episode and a good example of Fraser being brought down by his belief that he knows everything. Also in this episode, Bulldog desperately tries to sleep with Daphne. He takes her for a limo ride and gets her courtside tickets to the Sonics game. He gets her drunk on champagne, um, and what does Daphne do? She insults Bulldog to his face, gets him beat up by yelling at another car, 
and rides away in the limo by herself. Just a big win. Well done, Daphne. Mm-hmm. Taryn, what episode are you recommending? I'm recommending episode 16, the show where Lilith comes back. What? Are you recommending a Lilith ac- oh, episode? Out of out of my wheelhouse, I know. <laughs> it's great. Frasier and Lilith have sex, and then she tells him she isn't interested in to basically hit the road. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cafe Nervosa. Check out the other episodes for this season of the podcast. They're in our feed on iTunes and Google Play, and on our website at cafenervosapodcast.com. We'd like to thank Colette Jonas for composing our awesome theme music. Also, you should go right now and follow us on Instagram, at Cafe Nervosa Pod. We are incredibly proud of that feed, and you will enjoy it. Please also help us spread the word by telling the Niles to your Fraser, the Daphne to your Martin, about Cafe Nervosa. We like to end every episode with clips of our favorite jokes from the season based on our theme. Lauren, you are up. I have two clips here, which are the setup and the punchline, and they're separated by many scenes in the episode. What you need to know is that in the second part of the clip, Niles is leaning in to kiss Daphne while they're laying on the floor of his house. Look at this. It's beautiful. It's a glockenspiel. We bought it on our honeymoon in Zurich. I brought it down from the attic to remind Maris of better times. It used to play beautiful music, and now it doesn't. How's that for irony? just fall in love too fast. The minute I feel that spark, I just give my heart away. Daphne, you must stop being so hard on yourself. What you see as a fault is also your greatest gift, to be so open and warm and loving. You're so kind, Dr. Crane. I'm glad we ended up like this tonight. So am I. It's just so nice to be with a man you feel so comfortable with. I feel very close to you. I feel very close to you too, Daphne. You know, it's easy being someone you feel close to when you feel close to someone who's so close. sprung to life. Oh, the clock! Taryn, what is your fave? This is from the show where Lilith comes back after she rejects Fraser. I guess that's why I convinced myself that I was still in love with you. You mean you're not? No. Not. Well, that's, uh, well, that's good. I mean, so then what happened last night was only because you were lonely and I was... We all know what you were, Fraser. 